welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. Jonathan, your host. And here at Redbeard Outdoors, we talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. And just again, in case you haven't heard me say it before, I want you to know that the people that I've looked up to or that I appreciate their successes or that are just simply consistently successful implement all of those things into their life in one form or fashion. And I want the same for you. I want you to be successful. I want you to be happy. I want you to live your best life. So while we're on that note, I've got a great guest today. His name is Dale Beatty. And Dale is a first form elite athlete who has an awesome story. I'm going to let him tell you the story, but I met him through verse form and uh, chatted with him a couple times. I can't wait to meet him in person one of these days, but he is just an awesome individual that just keeps winning and being successful, and he's going to share that with you. But before we get into that, I do want to share some of the show sponsors and affiliates or partners, and some of those will just, I mean, they just provide the best quality products. And that's why I want to share them with you. I want you to be able to enjoy the best quality products and get a discount uh, if you're already in the market. If you're not, you might want to be in the market. So first off, First Form. I work with First Form. They make the best protein and just supplements in general. If you're looking for a supplement, whether it be from a multivitamin, which they make their microfactor, which is your overall multivitamin with a probiotic. Uh, they make that in a powder form now, so it's even easier if you don't like pills uh, or capsules. But they also have the capsule form. Uh, they've got the best protein around by far. And also, as we're getting into hiking and hunting and getting stocked up for our backcountry nutrition, they make the best protein bars around by far. Uh, some of my favorite is the cookie dough, which I have yet to find another bar that is cookie dough that is gluten-free, and theirs is. So cookie dough, peanut butter pretzel, and the salted caramel. Those are my top three easily, hands down. So go check those out and uh, use the link down below. Get free shipping. Also, Absolute Aid, uh, the cleanest CBD chewables around, and they make different formulas based on if you're needing focus, if you're needing calm, relief. Uh, I use the relief formula just after a heavy day of training, and um, wanted to take the edge off the soreness. I add that to my vitamins and fish oil, and it helps take the edge off. Uh, so I'm not over there taking ibuprofen or having to endure the suck of a good day of training. <laughs> uh, so go check out absoluteaid.com, link down below. If you have a beard, no matter if it's scruff or if it's long, go check out Affect Beard. Uh, affectbeard.com is... A great company, local here in Utah. Uh, they make great scents um, in their oils, and it helps to moisturize the skin up underneath, whether you have scruff or not. If you've got a longer beard, I do recommend also getting the beard butter so you can shape your beard the way that you're wanting it so you can look fancy, whether it just be for you or when you're going out on a date, you're taking out your spouse, uh, whatever it may be. So go check out affectbeard.com and save some money. Also, they donate 10% of all proceeds to charity. So just a great company in general. Go support them. Love supporting local companies. An honorable mention here would be Kafaru, the best backpack on the market. Carries weight like a champ, and I don't feel any rubbing. I don't feel like it's heavy. Um, I'm personally using the Hellbender with the camp bag. And then for tack events or for Mountain Archery Fest, or just everyday carry, I use the Shape Charge. So go check out Kafaru. Let them know Redbeard sent you. And uh, I don't have a discount for you, but it's one of those situations where you buy once, cry once, and uh, it'll last you a lifetime. They're great bags, U.S.-made company. Um, so go check out Kafaru. Now that I've brought that up, I also want to bring up Backcountry Nutrition, which is Alpenfuel. Alpenfuel.com, again, link down below to save some money. They make the best granola around by far. My favorite is the white chocolate cranberry with caramel apple and strawberry chocolate close behind. So go check that out. They also offer, if you're looking for meals other than granola, 
They offer Heather's Choice and Peak Refuel, which are my favorites because they offer gluten-free options. Uh, go check that out. Don't wait till the last minute and go to Walmart and pick up the cruddy backcountry meals that you're used to. Go check out alpenfuel.com and get the best nutrition possible for the backcountry. And with that, let's get in to the episode and the great discussion that I had with Dale. Again, awesome individual, loves the outdoors, and is a first-form elite athlete. And without further ado, here is Dale Beatty. All right, everyone, I've got a special treat for you today, Mr. Dale Beatty, and he is a recently announced elite athlete for first-form. Um, that's how I met him and just enjoyed following him and his journey. He just barely started last year with 75 Hard. I'm not going to get too much into his journey because I'm interested to hear it from his perspective. But Dale, if you want to give us a little intro, who are you and uh, and what do you do? Yeah, I mean, so here, Dale Beatty, uh, nice to, uh, uh, grateful to be on your podcast, obviously, Jonathan, and uh, it's an honor. Uh, but I'm just a, a country boy from Kentucky who uh, loves to hunt and uh, found out last year that I'm a lot mentally tougher uh, than I thought I was. And obviously 75 hard was the, the base for that, uh, building up my mental toughness and discipline. And it's been a hell of a two years, I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, you know, it's crazy. I've noticed that there's a lot of people, you know, and again, and I've brought this up in previous podcasts, but um, you know, the, the COVID pandemic has, has kind of peeled away layers of a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people that have suffered, um, but there's right. also a lot of people like, like you that have come out of it even stronger. And like you said, more mentally tough, you kind of realize come 2020, you wanted to make some changes near the end of the year. And then the big, yeah. there was a big change that happened from 2021 to 2022, uh, kind of yeah. walk us through that. How, what, what was going through your mind? What were you wanting to accomplish and what ended up happening? So, yeah. So went into, um, yeah, that's 2021. We're 2022 now. Yeah. So 2021, uh, January 4th, uh, I got home from work that day and, uh, had a tough day at the office and, uh, told my wife, I said, I'm starting 75 hour tomorrow. Now, let me preface this by saying I tried 75 hard back in 2019, uh, made it 15 days and, uh, I failed on the 16th day and didn't pick it back up after that. Um, you know, rocked out the rest of 2019, uh, back into my old ways, 2020 hit, you know, of course I was at home a lot, um, drinking way too much. Um, and I just, I, mentally I'd hit rock bottom, you know, I, I didn't have any discipline. I, had no mental toughness. I had no grit. I had no, I had no real drive behind me. Um, and like I said, January 4th, just any other normal day, you know, get home from the office and uh, look at myself in the mirror, come back out. And I look at my wife. I say, you know what? I'm starting 75 hard tomorrow. So January 5th started it up and uh, didn't look back after that. Um, with 75 hard. So 2021, I end up being the uh, New Year Transformation Challenge with First Form. Uh, I was runner-up in that and won $10,000. But I, uh, I was two days into 75 Heart. So obviously a piece of 75 Heart is, you know, sticking to a diet. Um, and the point of 75 Heart is to make it hard. So um, if you see some of my before pictures, your boy loved carbs. Uh, <laughs> loved carbs, loved candy. Um, and I was weighing in about, 235 240 is what I was going to say your before pictures I mean that you still you could tell you went to the gym man like you were jacked yeah yeah right? I uh yeah I used to work out in college with a buddy um and um you know after graduation just kind of obviously got out of of working out um got into the workforce and you know honestly I thought that what's what life was you know you work out in college and then after that you kind of just you know fitness takes a back seat you start life up um, so I had a little bit of base, I had a little bit of knowledge, at least, you know, like different workouts to do and, and things like that. But, um, learned a lot on that journey with 75 hard about, you know, fitness, working out nutrition, um, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, really developed it into, you know, my plan today and what I do, what I do right now. And so, um, but yeah, I was, 
two days into 75 hard diet piece, I was using my fitness pal as the, as an app for my diet part, uh, diet piece. And, uh, I was doing keto. I was under, I think I was under 30 grams of carbs a day. Um, uh, is what I wanted to stick with. And, um, it might've been 50 grams of carbs. Anyways, I was like, you know what? I'm doing 75 hard. Uh, you know, Andy came out with this program. I'm gonna see if first form ha- has an app. And um, sure enough, log on there, see that they do have an app. I was like, oh, awesome. And then as soon as I log in there, it's a uh, transformation challenge, you know, submit pictures. You have a chance to win a 50,000 bucks or 10,000 bucks. I was like, all right, this is 56 days. This is an app for my, for, my, for my diet piece of it. Let me get into this and let me get into this. Just use it. And at least I know I can make it at least 56 days of 75 heart. You know, I have the diet piece of it figured out. And uh, 50, I mean, you know, day, day one of the transformation challenge turned into day, you know, 56 and finding out probably about, uh, it's probably like a month later that I'd gotten runner up in the, uh, in the transformation challenge. It was just overwhelmed with emotions and it was just, it was just wild, you know, cause I'd already completed 75 hard and 75 hard was, it was tough and I wasn't going into the the challenge expecting anything out of it. Again, I just needed something else to, to track my diet and wanted to support Andy in any way that I could for coming out with 75 hard. So. Yeah. And that program's free. And I know I've talked about it here yeah, on the podcast free. and, and it's, it's yeah. uh it is really more of a mental toughness program. Oh, yeah. Kind of like what you're saying with the side effect of you get good physical results if you do it right. And so um, that, that's awesome, man. I, I think that's pretty cool that, that in such a short it, amount of time, you just kind of stumbled on it. Right. I mean, you looked for it a little bit, but yeah. kind of stumbled on it. Right. It was, it was crazy though, Jonathan. It's just like, you know, you, with first form, you enter into a weight loss competition. I remember Andy saying in 75 part two, like you're going to lose some weight, but I, I wasn't in it for the weight loss. Like I was in it for this shit's hard. Like I need discipline. I want mental toughness. Like I want, I want all these things that you start grit. Uh, determination like i want all that and then um you know in the app they uh you you log your weight every wednesday and scale is obviously going down and it still didn't register to me that like i'm losing this weight like i'm just so laser focused on on becoming mentally tough i want grit i want confidence um you know some self-esteem and uh it was just (laughs) it was funny because i was at work one day and Hell, I didn't even notice it. Uh, my buddy was like, why are your pants so like baggy? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, like your pants are like huge on you. And I look down and like, I'm on the last loop of the belt. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, hold on. You, you're right. Like, <laughs> man, I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I can't afford this weight loss. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weight loss is expensive now. <laughs> But it was just, uh, I don't know, it was cool. You go into it uh, with 75 hard, looking for the mental gains, and then, you know, obviously losing some weight. The physical results is kind of just like icing on the cake for it, you know. So life is, I'm not that same person I was on January 4th, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a completely different human being now, um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good program. I've actually got – you know, I've gone through it uh, a couple of times. I'm, I'm in phase one right now of right. my second go around of live hard. And I, I love it, man. Like when I'm not on a phase, I almost feel like I need something more, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, it yeah. becomes a lifestyle. I, I really do love it. Um, but that, that's, that's awesome that you had such great results. And then, you know, you push forward and uh, what did you do to get in? Like, obviously you applied for the elite athlete, but kind of walk me through, like, what was your goal with that? And then you know, the end of you getting, achieving that, um, obviously there's more afterwards, right. But, yeah. uh, tell, walk me through that. What was your idea? Why did you want that? And then, you know, what it felt like to win. So, um, after you win a transformation challenge, they fly you out there to St. Louis to, uh, take a tour of, uh, headquarters. Um, you get some workouts in with the, uh, the people out there, you, um, um, uh, I mean, they just, you know, treat you like royalty, like you really, your family out there. And uh, I'd heard about the lead athlete position while I was out there. And uh, obviously I had completed 75 hard. I'd completed phase one and I think phase two at that point. 
maybe just phase one at that point. And so obviously I'm still just high on 75 heart. Like I can do, you know how it is in the last couple of days of 75 heart God mode, you know, you can do anything. So um, I saw that elite athlete position and I see all these people up there just, I mean, they're just badass individuals. I was like, you know what, why not, why not me? You know, why not go after this elite athlete position? So um, it was, it was, I think, what is it, phase one where you visualized or phase two? Yeah, no, it was phase one. Okay, phase one. So um, obviously I had that visualization from from phase one for doing that for the, the 30 days. Um, I just started visualizing myself as an elite athlete after that visit out there. Uh, I wrote it down as one of my one of my goals on my bathroom mirror and looked at it every single day. And, you know, I saw myself up on the, the billboards and the posters and have my own locker in the locker room and, uh, you know, come to. Uh, so I put my name in the hat for it. And honestly, I kind of forget about it because, it you know, a year has passed and, um, you know, I'm still just doing me, still working out, still tracking my food, still um, you know, knocking out 70 or doing the, the phases and just, you know, truly living life. And, uh, I was at home cooking dinner, uh, for my wife. And, uh, I get a phone call from one of the guys at first form. I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna call him back. Um, cause I'm cooking right now. And then, uh, he shoots me a text and said, uh, uh, congratulations. You fucking, you deserved it or you earned it or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? So I uh, open up my phone and uh, I hop on Instagram and one of the other elite athletes, Hannah, had actually direct messaged me the video. And uh, I was just super confused because honestly, at the point, I like, almost kind of forgot I put my name in the hat for elite athlete. <laughs> like, this is a scam? What's going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on? The one thing with first form is they never tell you, like, they don't give you a heads up on anything at all. Like, <laughs> they do not give you a heads up. And it's like, awesome, but it's also, like, you're not ready for it at the same time. But uh, watch the video and just, I mean, just tears of joy. Just could not believe it. Just, you know, Andy talks about the, the power of visualization and law of attraction. And, like, that shit's real, you know. Like, if, you, if you're willing to put in the work, if you're, if you're visualizing, if you're, if you're leading by example every single day, if you have that belief, if you have that discipline, um, I mean, you can, you can truly accomplish your, your, your goals out here. And it's just, I'm humbled. I'm blessed to, to be uh, a lead athlete for them. And uh, I mean, it's just to this day, it just still doesn't seem real. It just does not seem real. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a, this company is a whole different, you know, they're different. It's a they're whole different, different environment. Um, you know, when I went on to be a legionnaire, uh, going through an actual interview process, I think it was like a yeah. three or four step interview process. And I was like, holy yeah. crap, like any yeah. other company that I had worked with before, it was just like, you send your email in. They're like, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And, and the fact that there was a legit interview process where they asked good questions, they're like, okay, we'll get back to you. Um, yeah. that was awesome, but I can't imagine. So, and I'm going to be a little sarcastic here, but uh, it's almost as if you put your name in the hat and they wanted to see how long you would continue to be consistent. Did right. they say anything uh, to you about that? Uh, they did not, but mm -hmm. I know they did want to see that. But again, I wasn't worried about the consistency part because I've made it a lifestyle at that point. Right. I've made it sustainable for myself. So I wasn't thinking about it, but I'm sure they were thinking about it and they wanted to see how long I could go for it. And, yeah. you know, come to find out, like, he's not fucking stopping. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what I'm he's saying. Like, like for, for things like that, it, it, again, it's one of those companies, they pay attention to the details. And if anyone yeah. listens to, to Andy, uh, you know, they understand that that's how he is personally. And yeah. that, that it seems to bleed into the company. You know, the people that I yeah. know from the company that work at HQ, yeah, they're the same way. Dude, and after uh, I, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and it, and it seems like, you know, that makes sense. They wanted you to almost forget because how many people probably put their names in the hat and they're great athletes. They're great people, but they kind of maybe fell off here, fell off there. Right. And, you know, knowing the company, I would assume that they're just making sure that you're being consistent. And that's why it took right. them so long to make that decision that people kind right. of weed themselves right. out. 
right? Got into that Legionnaire program and uh, it was a little bit after I, I went out there after the, uh, uh, after the visit, the initial visit for uh, the transformation challenge. And, um, you know, just, it just became second nature as far as like helping people through the app. And uh, it was cool seeing everybody's results and, you know, some people making serious changes out there. Um, I'll tell you, so you talk about first one being different. I remember the first time I was out there after I left the uh, transformation challenge, got to the airport. And I mean, I just, I cried my eyes out because I was just so sad to leave because the energy in that place is different. Those people are different. You know, they, they truly care um, about your health and wellness and just becoming a better person, becoming a better version of yourself. And it was just, I'd never been surrounded by that many people that genuinely gave a fuck about you, you know? And it's just like overwhelmed with, with emotion. So um, the culture they have out there is it's, it's untouched. I, I've never seen anything like it before. No, for, I, I agree. Um, I, you know, I haven't been out there, but again, the people that I know uh, yeah. personally out there, yeah. it's yeah. a whole different, it's a whole different environment. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's amazing, yeah. man. And again, congratulations on, on winning that elite athlete. Um, Appreciate that. You know, I, I think I watched your video after I saw that as I think is when I started following you and because yeah. uh, I, I anyway, I'm pretty sure it was around that time. And I remember you posted the video of kind of like your confusion, like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that was awesome. so awesome. Like so genuine, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know so, what was going on. No idea what was going on. <laughs> so you're out in Kentucky. You've got a yeah. wife, you've got a dog or multiple dogs. Uh, we have two dogs. We actually have another dog on the way. So yeah. that's awesome. excited about that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then you guys, yeah. you were just telling me off air that, uh, you know, you guys were able to purchase 40 acres. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. so, so tell me a little bit more about what do you enjoy doing outdoors? Uh, and how do you get your family involved in that? Uh, so I guess I'll go back a little bit. So I wasn't a, uh, an outdoorsman or a hunter until about six, seven years ago. Uh, my dad had been asking me for years on end um, to go turkey hunting with him. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going. Like, uh, uh, stop me. No I'm not gonna... that. I know. <laughs> now and I cannot wait until this Saturday opening day. Like, but uh, he took me hunting for the first time and uh, I was successful my first time. Unlike, uh, a lot of people out there, you know, usually it takes years to get that first turkey because uh, it is, you know, it's difficult. Uh, they're smart little birds and, you know, their eyesight is phenomenal. But uh, I was successful that first hunt and then I was just hooked after that, just absolutely tore up with it, um, which honestly led to, you know, us being blessed to have this opportunity to purchase 40 acres. I always dreamed of being able to walk out of my back door and be able to take off into the woods and be able to hunt you know, whitetail and, and turkey. So uh, this is a, just another, you know, dream come true, just being out here. And uh, my wife, she, she's been deer hunting with me a couple of times. She hasn't been turkey hunting with me. She went deer hunting with me one time. We ended up getting a turkey, um, but uh, she enjoys the outdoors. Uh, I have a stepdaughter that I'm still trying to get to, uh, you know, kind of come around to, to the hunting things, but, you know, she's more into, uh, different things in hunting, but I'm sure she'll get into it one of these days as long as I, you know, stay consistent coming out here and trying to put some food on the table back at home. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. not always easy, um, you know, getting kids into the outdoors. I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah. it is cool that your wife has gone out with you. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but, um, and we'll get into hunting here in a little bit because I obviously yeah. I love that topic. Um, but do you enjoy the interaction with turkeys like that you get to call them in and have that, you know, the gobble going off or. Man, uh, <laughs> is it in comparison to another animal or I don't know. I love Turkey. We had one, I think it was two years ago. Uh, we had one fire off and he was close and you know, when he, that gobble, that bass, and it was just like, Oh shit. So it's just fun. It's interactive. Right. Um, it's not freezing cold out. So. Yep. That's love another some, thing too. Yeah. I, um, so, so your wife went with you. Did she, does she like it? Was she just kind of eh, indifferent or I mean, how, how'd that go? 
Well, we were successful, so she liked it. Uh, the first time we went deer hunting, <laughs> first time we went deer hunting, I mean, she was sleeping the blind. But uh, that second go around, we were successful and was able to bag a bag a turkey. So um, yeah. she liked it then. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I've seen you guys out on on the dock and uh, and other things. Do you guys like to go fishing during the summer? Do you go out on do you like bass fishing or what? I mean, what do you guys do out on the water? So we fish a little bit, but uh, more so probably just um, more so just water activities. Uh, I have a buddy that actually my in-laws have a uh, a houseboat, and then I have a buddy that has a, a wakeboarding boat. So just getting out there on the lake in the summertime and uh, ride around, do a little bit of surfing, wakeboarding, all that sort of stuff. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. so what I mean, what would be your preferred water sport if you had to choose one? Man. I think it's that surfing. That surfing yeah. is pretty cool and it's uh, easy on the body. So when you wipe out, you're not killing yourself out there. It's kind of a softball rather than on a wakeboard where you're flying. Uh, sometimes it hurts to, to wipe out on that. But surfing is pretty cool because it's, it's uh, probably took me out, probably took me out two summers to really try to figure it out to be able to let go of the rope and ride the wave on my own with the, with the board. So. That's cool. That's not something I've tried yet, but I've heard, I've heard the same thing. And it's usually by guys, uh, well, I'm about to hit 30, but, um, guys that are, you know, getting a little bit older and, and they, they're not so adventurous as far as like wakeboarding and stuff, jumping yeah. off uh, ramps and all that. And they're like, right. surfing's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the way to go. You're not sore the next day. So, right. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. might have to try it one of these times, yeah. uh, but that, that's pretty cool, man. Um, and so with, I mean, Tell me a little bit more about this, uh, this property you guys got. I mean, you're excited. Obviously you get to, you get to Turkey and, and deer hunt out of it. Um, right. are you guys plan on doing anything else with it or is it just kind of right now mainly just enjoying it, going out and hunting on it? So we, uh, we actually have 13 chickens in the basement right now. So, uh, we're going to have some egg chickens and then eventually we're going to work into some meat chickens. And then she's thinking about maybe some goats. Um, I'm kind of indifferent on it, but I guess we will see, um, as far as the chicken, that's a difference. Well, I'll go ahead and hop into that right now. So I don't eat chicken. I stopped eating chicken last summer. Huh. Uh, I, I went to a, uh, yeah, I went to a, uh, chicken processing plant. Well, that'll do it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I made that commitment to myself. I was like, oh, I'm not going to eat any store-bought chicken. So we're going to buy some meat chickens. And mm -hmm. that's when I'll start eating chicken again. Um, but yeah, trying to get this property. I'm going to put in food plots uh, this year. Never done it before, but just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos on it. Uh, have my seed and all that sort of stuff uh, to do one. But I think it's going to take me a couple of years to really kind of, you know, figure it out. But going to put some food plots in out here. Um, I've already been here in Turkey. Um, every morning this week so they're back here as well so again she's going to be handling the chickens the animals you know goats dogs all that sort of stuff and uh, I'm going to be back here in the woods making it my uh my little paradise back here so that's awesome that's cool and yeah. I, I love the teamwork there that you know it's not one or the other doing everything I, I think that's pretty yeah, awesome nah. I and mean I'm working like... on the working on the chicken coop right now so there's a old building out here that we can convert into a chicken coop so doing my part trying to get that thing up and rolling here soon so that's awesome and did you uh purposefully choose the blue the kentucky blue house <laughs> <laughs> uh no it can't paint it that way but uh i'll take it i like it it's super nice. slap a big old uk back there with a wild oh, yeah. cat <laughs> yeah yeah we're good to go that's amazing. That's really cool, man. Um, I, I love to hear it. So tell me a little bit. I, I kind of want to ask you about your experience with hunting. You said it's been within the last six to seven years. Um, yeah. That definitely seems to be one of your your uh, joys that you en enjoy doing when you get outdoors. Um, do you prefer rifle, shotgun? Do you prefer bow hunting? Uh, do you kind of mix all of them? I mean, what's your preference there? Fantastic question. So first whitetail, first Turkey, I shot shotgun, obviously. Uh, it was a little bolt-action shotgun. Um, that my, it was my dad's first shotgun, so that was pretty pretty I've cool to be able to take my first those. turkey with that. Yeah, bolt-action. I mean, I'm surprised it even fired a round out of it. It's so old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and my dad was surprised as well. He's like, shit, I know that thing's so fired. But <laughs> uh, whitetail. So my first whitetail, I actually shot with a rifle on a buddy's property. Uh, it was a 100-yard shot. It was a bad shot. Shot him in the shoulder. We were on his blood trail for eight hours. Uh, he was still alive and kicking. We got on him and uh, ended up having to shoot him again in a creek um, that he was trying to cross on the backside of his property. And, uh, of course, it's like middle of November. It's first day of rifle season here in Kentucky, so middle of November. And uh, had to get in there, grab that deer out. And uh, it was just a hellacious process. Um, so that next year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get into bow hunting. That next year, went out to a bow shop, bought a bow. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try with a bow this year. Uh, first year I bought that, that November as well. It was actually opening day of rifle season. Um, I was in a ground blind. I was able to shoot. He's my biggest buck to date, um, 12 yards from a ground blind with a bow. And wow. after that, after that, I'll never pick up another gun and shoot a whitetail with it. Um, obviously being that close to that, buck and you know honestly like you know tricking mother nature playing the wind right um and have it all work out successfully i mean he ran maybe 20 yards um that feeling right there with the bow being that close like that's chasing that every every whitetail season chasing it out of season as well because there's nothing like it so um i don't i i, I know i'll never i'll never shoot one with a rifle again just because uh I feel like it kind of took the sport out of it. And I got a bow in my hand um, and being up, being up that close and personal with a white tail is just completely a different ball game, you know? Yeah. I'd love to go back East and, and hunt in North Carolina, um, do some white tail hunting. I, I went out with a rifle one time. I used my hunting and fishing license mainly for fishing uh, okay. when I was growing up. And so I went out one time on a stand with a rifle and it just felt like, it just didn't feel right. Like there were shooting lanes. There was like a salt lake on the end of one feet on the end of yeah. the other. And it just, yeah, it, it just seemed like almost like going to the range, you know? Right. And I didn't like that. Um, and so out here, it's a little bit different out here, out West. I, I wouldn't right. mind picking up a rifle, um, but I still keep it within, you know, two, 300 yards. And, right. uh, but the bow is just, I agree. There's, there's nothing like getting close mm. and, and even the times where you can't shoot, the fact that you are so close with the animal and are so able to close. interact, mm -hmm, oh, yeah. there's nothing like it. Now, I do want to ask you, because being down in Texas this last week, uh, all the Southerners down there called me a hypocrite. Well, not a hypocrite. They called me a, um, oh, what's the word? A heretic for wanting, to, for wanting to shoot a turkey with a bow. They said they're made to be shot with a shotgun. <laughs> now, so I'm going to ask you because now yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued because I didn't know this was such a hot topic. But these Georgians, yeah. especially, they were uh, they were like, "There's some verse in the Bible that's against it or something like." That. <laughs> they were like super against it. But anyway, um, will you ever pick up a bow for turkey, or are you stuck with with shotgun for turkey? So in the state of Kentucky, you can take two toms in the spring. And so typically what I like to try to do, if I can get two, I take the first one with the shotgun and then second one with a bow. Okay. So a good little mix. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was really funny because like these guys were super intense. They were like, they, they said some things I'm not going to say on the podcast, but <laughs> they were like going off about how people who hunt turkeys with a bow, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there yeah. listening to them. And then at the end, I'm like, well, I've, I've taken all my turkeys with a bow. So yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah. the redheaded stepchild over here. Like I, I, I got something to say about that. <laughs> right. 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 But that's awesome, right. man. That, that's cool. Well, Hopefully you're successful. I'd, I'd love to get to the point where I take both of them with a bow, but I mean, I want that meat. So um, <laughs> yep. I'm going to take that shotgun out there and uh, Remington uh, 870 set mm -hmm. up and get that first one down at least. And then after that, I'm going to take the bow out and see if we can get it done. I've taken one with a bow, um, you know, super cool experience. That was the one with my wife actually. So mm -hmm. 
that was that was really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about your your journey into hunting. Uh, you know, you were a, what I, I've come to call, and I can't remember who I heard it from, but recently when I've been saying it to people, they kind of laugh, and I, I don't think a lot of people have heard this before. So I want to kind of spread this term, but adult onset hunter. <laughs> so yeah, you were kind of me. an adult onset hunter, right? Oh yeah. And, oh, and yeah. so tell, tell me about your journey. So your dad got you into it with a bolt action shotgun, which I, that sounds, I've never even heard of that before. <laughs> it sounds like a Frankenstein gun a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah um, but, but so after that, after you were obviously hooked after your first success, um, you know, how did you stay into it? Like what, what gets you going? I mean, it was just the whole, it was a whole process, you know, waking up early, um, at least with, you know, with Turkey, like hearing them gobble in the mornings, you know, they're super active, um, with it being as interactive as it is, like there's never a, a dull moment unless, you know, middle of the day, then they shut up for a little bit. But, um, I mean, I was just hooked. I mean, it's fresh fresh meat you know doesn't have all these these hormones inside of them these chemicals inside of the animal uh wild turkey tastes better than a store-bought turkey and then you know white tail tastes better than a cow chicken like you know there's oh, yeah. nothing really comparable to it but it's i think it's just the whole entire process that's kept me like so excited about it and like you never know what's going to happen you never know what you're going to see what you're going to hear uh and it's just, you know, being outdoors, like, you know, I feel like as a society, like we've gotten away from, uh, like who we are, like as people, like we're not meant to be inside these, you know, these four walls, like artificial lighting, like we're meant to be outside or we're, we're hunter gatherers. We're supposed to be outside, you know, hunting the land, making, you know, making it happen. Um, so it's just the whole thing for myself that, um, you know, keeps me motivated and just, every season comes around just super excited about it. It's the whole process. No, I, I agree with you on that one too. It's uh, becoming into more in tune with nature. I think it to any yeah. degree, and that's why I talk about it so much and, and why it's one of my main three things that I talk about, because I, I honestly feel, and what I've seen and the people that I've talked with, or even just followed um, that are consistently successful in life, whether that be with their career or just they're genuinely happy. They're not just faking it. Um, they apply the faith and family. And I, I combine yeah. those two because for me, it's an eternal principle and then Absolutely. fitness to some degree, right? You don't have to be a gym rat. Yeah. You don't have to enjoy right. lifting weights like you and me, right? You can just yeah. Yeah. enjoy running. I don't know. I don't understand people that like running, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can be a runner, you could be a hiker, whatever, but just some sort of fitness in your life. And then also incorporating the outdoors. Some people aren't as blessed as, again, you and me, where we have, yeah. like, I can drive 10 minutes and I've got 15 different trailheads that I could be at. Um, you've right. got woods in your backyard that you can go out and explore. Yeah. Um, some people don't have that. So I even say, just get outside and soak up some sun rays, go to the park, enjoy conversation yeah. with your neighbors outside, Absolutely. you know, yeah. um, but just incorporating those three things into, into people's lives. Obviously, it's worked for you. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's all of those things are incorporated and ingrained absolutely. into basically your, the DNA of your day to day. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think that's amazing. Um, so I do, I did want to ask you as well, when are you going to start hunting elk in Kentucky? Man, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as they, uh, come up off of these tags and stop giving them to the same old people every single year, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, I put in for the draw. I should just put in for the draw. Um, couple of days ago so maybe i don't know i'm on a little bit of a hot streak right now and so i think this year may be my year <laughs> are you visualizing getting the tag oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely visualizing the hell out of it right you're like googling what it actually looks like so yes. you got it like imprinted right yes. here in your head yes. that is awesome <laughs> yes yes i mean that's that so would cool. be uh I'd, I'd love to take a uh kentucky i'd like to take an elk in general that's obviously one of mm -hmm. my my dream hunts right there. I heard it's very much like Turkey, uh, where it's interactive like that. So, uh, I know I'm going to one of these days and you blessed with the opportunity to be able to do it. And I'm, I'm super jacked about it. Uh, whenever it does happen, um, it's, it's tough to, you know, pick between Turkey and whitetail as far as like, which one's mm -hmm. my favorite, but 
uh, because they're so different and, you know, they're each their own, you know. So um, if I can get the interaction of turkey into an animal the size of an elk with a bow in my hand. Mm, yeah. Can't wait. Right? Yeah. Can't exactly. Wait. It's uh, no, I, it's something else this year. So two years ago, I, I did my first hunt um, with a rifle and okay. I didn't like it because uh, there was orange everywhere, man. It was like a pumpkin right. patch. Like I heard right. people talk about, it, I'm like, Oh, you guys are just complaining. Uh, no, it was bad. <laughs> it was really right. bad. And the elk right. were quiet because they'd been pressured during archery season. Um, so you didn't get that experience of them interacting. It was more like, like whitetails, you know, where it was just yeah. quiet and you had to, you had yeah. to glass for them. Um, but this last year when we went, uh, I went up with a couple different groups of people and kind of bounced around and, and, uh, went to different areas myself as well. And some of them are quiet. Um, but then the very last day of the season, um, we got into this bowl that uh, my buddy and, and, and our other friend had found the night before, and they graciously invited me back in. Cause obviously there was enough right. bulls in there for all of us. So uh, we go oh, in there, there and it go. was four bulls piping off um, without us doing anything. Oh my and it was just like, we just stopped and we just listened. Cause it was one, it was too dark to shoot anyway, by the time we got in there, but just listening to them and we started naming them. Cause like their bugles were so distinct. <laughs> That's there was awesome. one that we called squeaker because he yeah, had a little squeak, yeah. you know, there was yeah. one that was raspy and you could tell he was like the boss man, right? Like yeah, his yeah. bugle just rattled your chest. Um, and then yeah, we, nice. you know, there's a couple other ones in there. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I agree. It's, there's something about interacting with the animals uh, and knowing that, you know, like you said, tricked mother nature or played the yeah. wind, right. Or did the yeah. things that you could do. And it all just happened to turn into a successful day. So yeah, um, I, yeah. I think that's really, that's really amazing, man. I, I hope to see you out West sometime, but I also hope you get that Kentucky elk tag. Cause that would be, that'd be amazing. I'm waiting for North Carolina to open up uh, their herds growing a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be before okay. I die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. That'd be awesome. That'd be super that's, cool. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, tell me, I guess, what is a, cause I saw that you, you started a, brand right g2 fit right so yeah go ahead tell me a little bit about that um yeah so there was a actually i just connected with him on instagram brandon graff i think that's how he pronounced his last name um I, I stumbled across his instagram page and he had g2 fit on there and i was just like wait what is what is this like this incorporates what i love fitness and hunting and uh just connected with him started conversation and um I have previously been on uh, Jury Outdoors podcast, and then he was on, um, ah, what's the name of his podcast? Hold on real quick. I'm going to look it up while I got it on here. Um, who is, oh, the Fall Podcast. Um, he was on that podcast. So uh, made that connection there. And um, I mean, I just asked him, I was like, but I love what you have going on here. I love that emblem. I love what, you know, G2 fit stands for. Like, can I be a part of it? And uh, he was like, yeah, sure enough. So um, we should be having some hats uh, coming here soon. Uh, we have some t-shirts and stuff like that, but still just like in the early stages of, of G2 fit, but um, you know, looking to, uh, you know, obviously get a website built and all that sort of stuff and start, um, you know, building a brand, building a brand around, you know, fitness and, uh, fitness and hunting. So it's obviously both passions of, of ours. So, um, pretty cool. And just, again, just, you know, blessed to be a part of, you know, G2 fit and whether that could turn into one of these days. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah. just stumbled across them cause I saw, um, some of your stuff and that, that is, that is great to, cause a lot of people don't think about it, especially out East, um, or even, you know, Southeast, uh, or Texas, people don't think about fitness and hunting because a lot of the time you just spend sitting in a stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so people important to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Uh, I remember dragging out a deer, obviously before I got in shape and your boy was gassed, winded, <laughs> sore. Just You didn't pull a cam Haynes and just throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. Uh, but now I can't, you know, so it's cool seeing that, 
um, that change from what used to be challenging to what now is not challenging. It honestly makes the hunts more enjoyable too. I'm able to sit longer without except they're being hungry or uncomfortable. Um, I'm able to scale a tree in no time, you know, tree stands up and down. Like um, it's just so much more enjoyable being in shape um, and knowing I'm taking care of my body. And, you know, I feel as if like, I'm sort of weird with it, but I have to be, I want to be as respectful to that animal as possible. So I want to mm-hmm. be in the best shape as possible physically uh, because, you know, taking a life isn't easy. Um, and uh, I want to be the best version of myself when I know I'm out there making an ethical shot, know that I'm taking care of myself on the back end. And, um, you know, God is going to bless me with that opportunity to be able to harvest an animal out there. So uh, sort of weird with it, but, um, you know, I, I want to, you know, respect that animal because I know what we're doing out there is, um, you know, it's God's work and, you know, got to take care of myself, take care of the body. So. Yep. No, definitely. And I, I, I talk about the same thing about, you know, I love that we haven't talked about this ahead of time, but you've got the same mindset or very similar to it where you want to be able to control everything that you can control, right? Because there's a lot of stuff out there that you can't control. You can't control if the deer are coming across that path that day. You can't control if the wind swirls. You can't control a ton of things, but you can control. Did you practice with your bow? Did you, did you train your body so that you could, if you need to hold that bow back for a minute, You've got mm-hmm. the muscles there that you can do it and yeah. you don't become, you know, uh, you don't lose oxygen in your muscles. Right. Right. Um, right. All of those things come into play. A lot of people don't think about it. Uh, how do you handle stress? You know, I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't seen a, in, any of this on, on your, um, or maybe I missed it on your uh, Instagram, but um, if you train under stress, I don't know if you do like burpees and then go shoot or anything like that. Um, but knowing how your body reacts like after a hard workout, you know how that feels. And that's right. about as similar as you can get to buck fever uh, or turkey right. fever. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you're shaking out of your mind because yeah. that animal's coming in, whether it's right. goblin at you or it's the biggest yeah. rack you've ever seen, you know, right. <laughs> um, right. yeah. Yeah. you just have to know how your body's going to react to those things. So I think fitness plays a big role into that. Right. So obviously being out here and having, you know, 40 acres to run around on, um, I have not done any stress um, shooting yet, but, um, cause I just wasn't able to back where we were living at previously. Um, I could knock out some burpees, but who likes burpees? I'll run really hard or sprint. And then, you know, I kind of have, uh, kind of like this uphill through the woods that I can take off through and then come back down here towards the house to be able to shoot and get my heart rate up and do it that way. So, um, looking forward to it. I think this this summer obviously is when I'll be doing doing all that, make it through turkey season, and then uh, get back to uh, get back to practicing with the bow and stress test with the bow and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So when when your wife notices that you're getting things set up to where the goat pins off to the right, the chickens yeah. are off to the left, and you know there's kind of this lane down the middle of your <laughs> of your backyard, and you're yeah. putting up these foam animals back there, she's not going to be upset. <laughs> right? No, no, not at all. I look, I've already started a little bit. I put a, I, I put one back there already. Um, there you go. I need a, I just need to sh- cut out just a little bit of a shooting lane. I'll be able to shoot my back deck uh, through some trees. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, is there anything that I'm not asking you that you want to share with the listeners or, uh, you know, something that maybe has helped you get to this point that you've shared a lot and I appreciate it. Um, Mindset is everything. Uh, having the right mindset when it comes to anything, you know, hunting, fitness, you know, just becoming a better version of yourself. Mindset is everything. Um, you can achieve your dreams. You can achieve your goals. If you set your mind to it, um, all you got to do is just take that first step. Uh, I posted a picture today on my story. It was from January. Uh it was day one of the transformation challenge. I forgot how many days. It was probably, I shout out. Let me see what day that was from. Um, so I just don't want to get it wrong. It was, uh, yeah, January 5th. So that's, yeah, day one. Um, take that first step. Uh, I'm grateful to that guy 
back on January 5th for taking that first step. Um, like I said, I'm not the same individual anymore, but it begins with a decision um, to make some changes. Um, but I will tell you right now, once you start making those changes, you will not regret making those changes because you're going to be a different person on the other side of it, whether that's 75 hard or not, you know, whatever your journey may look like. But um, just take that first step, no matter what you do, do things that that make you uncomfortable um, every single day. And, uh, you know, there's a completely different life on the other side of, you know, where you're currently at right now. So. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I, I, I couldn't agree more that, you know, your, your body will do what your mind will put it to. And it's, uh, that mindset is definitely everything. Um, I appreciate you being on man taking time out of your day to, uh, uh, to stop being a farmer for a minute and come and chat with me on, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, yeah. But where can people find you uh, if they, if they want to look you up? So Instagram is uh, Mr. Dale Beatty. And then I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Dale Beatty Outdoors. So um, you can find me there on YouTube or Instagram, uh, Mr. Dale Beatty. So. Awesome. And I'll leave those links down below guys. Uh, and again, Dale, thanks so much for, for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to sharing this with people and letting people know that, you know, you can still, uh, or you can, you can accomplish things that you really yeah. want to accomplish. And it only took a year and a half for you to get, yeah. you know, so much progress into your life. And, uh, I can't wait yeah. to see where you take it from here, man. So thanks yeah. again for being on, um, and everyone out there, as you all know, I always say, get out, live your life and love it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed making that conversation. And again, go check out Dale. I'll leave the links down below. Uh, he's just an amazing individual. Um, also over at the First Form Outdoors Facebook page, if that's something that you're interested. And of course, join me over at Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook. You don't have to have a red beard and you don't have to be extremely fit. You just have to want to pursue a better, happier, more successful life, like I always say and uh, you want to be outdoors as much as possible. So go check out those pages as well. Um, again, I'll leave the links down below to go go see Dale, uh, get to know him a little bit better. He's just an awesome individual. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. You have lots of podcasts that you can tune into and you chose mine, so I appreciate that. Thanks for the help with growing the podcast. Share it with someone else. That's the only thing I ask. And uh, have a great rest of your day. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.